0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello.
1: Listen, you smell something.
0: Hello and
2: welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Josh. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are feeling, oh, so dramatic. Oh, it's just such a shambles. Uh, We're looking at drama this week, uh, and Chancellor is not here because he came back from his cryo thing, but then we just, we had an argument, and I didn't know what was happening, and I couldn't control myself, and he was shot. I didn't mean to shoot him. Obviously, I'm trying to do a bit here, and it's failing miserably. I thought it would be a little funnier than that.
1: No, Hi, he's, no he's bleeding out on the floor. Like, he's bleeding out on the like floor right, behind me. right now.
2: We called Hi. the ambulance, or I think we intended to call the ambulance. but Why would you even pretend to
0: call an ambulance?
2: <laughs> so that he feels good on his last moments out. <laughs> he, thinks safe, he thinks he's giving Give being... him a hug.
0: So, After yeah, shooting I will not get my him. clothes bloody
2: and I'm, I'm going out later. Not really. Uh, <laughs> I think we've killed this bit even faster. Yep, this is the it's fastest it's we've ever killed. They never last
0: long. <laughs> we killed Fair this any. bit
2: like Chanster was ki- no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're talking dramas today and dramatics. Uh, yes, but, dramatics. Uh, first off, as always, we start every week by asking, "What have you been watching?" And Josh, what have you been watching?
1: Well, I've been watching. I actually binge watched all of Grace and Frankie.
2: Really? Yeah,
1: I um, need to see it. So that stars like Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin. So. And it's, and oh what's his name? Oh Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen and, and the guy um, from the, the guy newsroom. The guy from CSI or something. His name character's named Saul. But um Yeah, it's 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 focuses on um Jane Fonda's character and Lily Thomas' character as they as their husbands reveal that they're gay for <laughs> each <laughs> And then they have to like befriend each other. And then
0: yeah. I believe
2: the plot goes into them developing sex toys for older women. The, the, okay, d- okay, all right, all right.
0: Their husbands are friends and partners in a law firm and have been for many, many years. And have 40 Grace years, and so. Frankie don't get along. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so initially
1: the conflict is the fact that they're forced together, but then... Sam s-
2: Waterston, sorry, that's his name.
1: And then slowly through the series, it's, it's sort of them like enabling each other and like bringing out the quirks in each other and like okay, um, I thought Grace becoming just... a bit more mellow and then Frankie being like... they. They become like closer friends, basically best friends, and it's all about them too. Um, Jude, Diane, Rayfield from How Does Get Made Podcast is in it. Oh, Um, okay.
2: I totally thought it was that they were friends and it was just... No, that that's how kind of, they cut the trailer. Yeah, they're they, kind of
0: friendly acquaintances that become mm. best friends mm. over the series. Okay, yeah, I just,
1: need to watch it. It's supposed to be really good. It's, it's a it good one. It is watch. very good. It's, it's quite funny.
0: Okay. And it's like,
1: it focuses on like people that you don't really, like you don't really focus on. The main stars are not normally like 70-year-olds and like they, yeah. they they really carry the series and it's...
2: Well, I mean, Lily Tomlin's of, one of the greats of all time up there with Tomlin, Carol... Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, God, why did I just forget her name? I just blanked. Carol... Burnett, Burnett, thank yeah. you. I was about to say Carol Burnham and I'm like, no, that's that's a character from American Beauty.
1: <laughs> um, and yeah, that's my main one really. it's like Grace and Frankie. Also okay. right. Jane, like, Jane, Fon- oh, Jane Fonda. But she's not necessarily
2: not. known for comedy no. as much as Lily Tomlin.
0: True, um, but she is one of the all-time greats. Yes, yes, that's right. true. <laughs> I, I think
2: Monster and Law is criminally underrated, just FYI. Uh Zane what have you been watching?
1: Oh
0: yeah. Uh I dipped my toe in the anime pool. What? I watched uh, Crybaby Devilman or Devilman Crybaby. Devilman Crybaby. It's uh it's is, on Netflix. Is it good? It's not bad. It's not bad. Have it's you, a little bit of research for a game that I'm going to be playing uh, about angels and demons. Um hmm. but Yeah, it's it's about a world where Demons and angel, uh, Demons are a thing and then it's about how that comes to public knowledge and then how humans react and, like, the demons are behind it. And it's very, kind of starts out very gratuitous but then it kind of turns that into the style so it kind of becomes not... Because as soon as we... The, one of the opening shots is, like, viewed through the the back of the legs of the main female character and i was like Mm. oh okay (laughs) good it's one of these animes but then the very next scene is that like a demon rave and a woman gets possessed and her her breast and her eyeball kind of stretch out (laughs) and become arms and like it, it then it kind of (gasps) <gasps> turns their gratuitousness back onto itself and becomes the style of kind of the... Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Did you, did, right? did you did do much it? anime before? No, not much. Um, when you were younger? No, not even then. Uh, I, I, very specific things that I just can't really get past yeah. in most animes. Yeah. Fan service, I just can't do oh, yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah, for the most part. I, there's like a very limited range of animes that I used to watch. And i like every now and then they'd, Suffer from the fan service thing, but it would be very minimal, and they'd mostly be like magic sorcery stuff mm. that I wasn't or getting enough like out of. Filler arcs that are entire yeah, seasons, yeah. Filler arcs is- are the worst. That's why I think animates have gotten shorter, they don't do 24 episodes a season now for the most part. No, I think
0: I think Devil Man is only 10 10 to 12 yeah. is sort of the
2: go
1: to thing now. That's like most TV shows, different forms of distribution as well because most
2: anime um,
0: from the 90s, so, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so what have I been watching? What have you, yeah, been what watching? have you been watching? I watched, I watched a movie that I thought was going to be. Reasonably tolerable. It's called See This Movie. It's a. It, it's no, it's got Seth Meyers, okay. John Cho, and it's about them being amateur filmmakers and then like conning their way to getting a film that they're going to make in a week into a big Montreal film festival. And it's all shot on like HD video in four by three, and it was like done as like a super low budget thing.
1: Okay.
2: I thought with Seth Meyers and John Cho, it was going to be somewhat watchable it's intolerably bad it's so (laughs) self-indulgent in the worst possible way and it's not well acted it's not well shot it's not well made it's just bad i was i picked it up for 99 cents at like a corner store because they had a whole bunch of DVDs (laughs) and they had like that they had the pit and the pendulum with uh that you know that Roger Corman movie and uh the sweet smell of success and those other two were pretty good movies but no, 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 it's it's bad. Don't watch it. It's re- You know, there's a great review on Letterbox. It's like see this movie. and The review is don't see this movie. <laughs> it's 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 pretty bad. Um, I rewatched one of my favorite films of all time, which is His Girl Friday, on the Criterion Blu-ray. Okay. Which they because that movie was in the public domain, and so the prints were shit, and it was sold everywhere, and there was no good version in Criterion when they did a version of it and it looks gorgeous. That movie is perfect. It's wonderful. I think Rosalind Russell gives one of the best female performances of all time. It's I still laugh very hard because I forget certain jokes because the, the jokes move it like, have you seen it before, Josh? No. Oh, it's brilliant. It's basically like one of the fastest paced dialogue. It's just in cinema and television history. Uh, and I, I forget certain jokes exist every time I go back to rewatch it because they just move that's so fast. That's a mark of good comedy. Yeah, and it's like a mile yeah. a minute. Um, I saw Winchester. It's disappointing. Oh, that's a shame. Sorely disappointing. And the, I'm, the, that's the Spierig Brothers the Spirit, new movie yeah. with Helen Mirren about the oh, the Winchester. I know. I had. I went in expecting... two like, in, a, in a row now. It sounds like they're... Well, what was the other one? Jigsaw. Jigsaw's better than this. Really? Yes. Jigsaw at least fits the brand, had a couple of cool moments. And uh, Winchester's problem is that there's just so many, like it's just the cat jump scares. Uh, It's not even loaded into the front end of the movie. It's all the way through the movie. It's just jump scare after jump scare. The only things I give that movie props for are... Like even Helen Mirren doesn't do a good job. Uh, I don't think. She wasn't given a very great script, but normally they can pull something off, especially someone like Helen Mirren. Uh, I give him props. for. I love Sarah Snook in everything she does. She can do no wrong as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. She has a very smallish role in this one, but she's really yeah. good. And I found out that the movie had like a budget of three and a half million dollars and it looks at least like a $20 million movie. Those two I think are saving graces to it. If you like. If you just want, if you are a fan of horror, so you just want to see a horror, go and see it. But if you're, if you love the Spierig brothers specifically, mm. this one is a very big letdown for me, uh, especially because I think Predestination is one of the best sci-fi movies just in the whole of all time. Yeah, um, well,
0: um, best is is a strong it's, word it's, for me. It's one of my strong. favorite.
2: It's one of my favorite Australian movies of all time. Period. Yeah, um, and the Winchester doesn't cut it for me um i've been watching i watched more of the tv show here and now which i spoke about a couple of weeks ago there are a couple more episodes in mm-hmm. i think it fits because it's a drama as well fits into what we're kind of talking about but that show is nice getting so fucking good have you been watching it
0: no i have not
2: it's alan ball's new show it's worth checking out you're
0: not the boss of me <laughs> <laughs> you like alan
2: ball's stuff you like yeah. six feet under i still I haven't do. seen six feet under yet uh it's on the pile
0: Come on! It's very high on the pile. You can't pile. just keep putting things on this pile and not watching anything. Well, from I've the got pile. that and the wire, and I'm working through it. I've been. Working I don't know. You said things. you've been rewatching a lot of films it's lately. Like his I, am, of I, shame. I rewatched I
1: up the closet and saw his movies he hasn't watched yet. Yes, this is, this is true. Like, I rewatched um, my same ten movies again. I'm well, safe. his
2: girl Friday is always worth rewatching, and I hadn't seen the the new print, so it was <laughs> it was worth it. There was new
0: things in it. Look. That's not an excuse. <laughs>
2: um, and then I saw a movie. It's the 1983 American drama epic, I want to say. Uh, it's called The Right Stuff, about the Mercury 7 astronauts. Uh, uh, yes, It's yeah, got, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed bits and pieces. It, the movie's 193 minutes long, and you could cut Jesus. an hour out of this thing. There's a whole plot that doesn't relate to the main one, I get why it's in the thing because there's like thematic things that kind of fit but you could have axed that entire plot and it still would have had the same kind of dramatic impact. Performance is really good. Uh, All the women characters are for an 80s movie abysmal except for one. One was pretty well-rounded but I think a lot of that had to do with she was given a stutter and Mm. she was like working around that and the performance specifically because she wasn't saying a lot she was able to kind of emote a bit more. Uh, And there's a couple of visual things that are really cool. Uh, The cinematography is quite excellent. It's just I don't get the uh, overwhelming love for this movie. I found out that this movie is very beloved and it's seen as an absolute classic of American cinema and I don't think it's that good. I don't think it holds up quite as well. There's a lot of practical stuff. They have planes and jets and rockets and the way they interweave archival footage is almost seamless yeah. which I haven't kind of seen done that well. I think something like Forrest Gump which tried to do it, didn't do it as well as this one did it and Forrest Gump had all the CGI tools. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what I've been watching. So drama, 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 D R A M A, drama. drama. Uh, we had to get one of those out there. Uh, you
0: had to get one of those. I out, did. Man. I did. Is
2: it a genre? <laughs> yes. 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 Good. Okay. And it has its subgenres. Good. We're done. Thanks guys. Done. Okay, thanks for listening.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I say yes. It, it, there are some people that are like every movie is a drama. Well, that comes I, from theatre.
0: I, th- I think that it drama is another word for conflict, which is another which you need to tell a story. Yeah. yeah. So I think it suffers from being a synonym for story. Yeah, Because yeah. the theater background
1: yeah. is if it's not a comedy or a tragedy, it's called like a drama. That was like well, originated. If you go
0: right back, drama is any sort of thing that is not written down. Anything mm. meant to be performed or spoken is was drama. Ah. And then that's yeah. kind of so turned into. Okay. Yeah. Well, there so, you go. The history of it all. Well, so what
2: defines the genre of drama?
0: I look at it as kind of the opposite of comedy.
2: Okay.
0: So, where you're doing something, basically in comedy, you're setting up. Uh, uh, basically a misrepresentation of reality to basically subvert expectations and get a laugh, whereas drama is an exploration of reality. Okay, yeah. So you're not kind of subverting. You're not kind of setting up a punchline. It is just kind of like what is is interaction, not uh, not a not a rhythm. Okay. You're trying to it's get the development it. of
1: our realistic realist characters and a world, and conflict and like resolution. Hopefully, at the end, yeah, I've got that too.
2: It's like it's more about real or regular people and everyday problems of life rather than extreme circumstances. Because yeah. I think like action isn't a drama to me, but you can also have an action movie that's not comedic at all It still works. Yeah. But the action is always about extreme
1: circumstances, even horror. And the big distinction you can see is like a stuff that happens in an action movie. If it happens in a drama, usually that's like the biggest thing to happen in someone's life. But in an action movie, it's just like another... The, it's, not a it's every 10, minutes. Every ten <laughs> minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um,
2: I think you can you can sometimes blend it. I think there's like those prestige dramas tend to have bigger things and, you know, like stories based on true stories that
0: you never knew existed until. Well, when you suggested that I might be joining you for this particular... Episode. So the dead, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, as soon as Chance died, I got on. I got on IMDb. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's have a look at dramas. And I'm like, okay, so almost every movie that's listed as a drama is drama slash something else or yeah, drama. The subgenres, slash slash yeah.
1: Slash. Um, like courtroom drama, political drama. I got
2: war. Uh, so I got. I've got. Uh, there's war drama, family drama, coming of age drama, the
0: dramedy. Well, it's not even so like actual other genres. So comedy drama, music drama, drama fantasy drama, his, history, sports drama, drama sci-fi, crime drama, uh, drama mystery, <laughs> drama, drama <laughs> adventure, drama, drama thriller, a, drama <laughs> biography. What's drama a
2: drama sci-fi? What's an example? Of uh, that?
0: Uh, her. Yeah. Oh my God! Uh, yeah. It is yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. See, I see that as a sci-fi romance. Well, again, drama romance drama, is something romance, that yeah. have a lot. Drama of... Drama can
1: really infect all forms of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, but
0: romance is really tightly close because it's about interpersonal relationships. Yeah, which okay. is the basis of what drama rests on. Yeah, yeah, is real people talking um, to each other. I think yeah. though,
2: for drama, like the in the set pieces in any any other, like so, romance. The set piece is the sex or the kiss. Uh, in an action, it's the car chase. In a comedy, it's the silly moment where they're shitting in the middle of the street. Whatever. Whereas <laughs> drama, everyone has to have one. It's bridesmaids. It's bridesmaids. <laughs> Look, I know what movie you're <laughs> referencing, Shane. <Yeah. laughs> um, but for drama, I think the set pieces of drama are the big. It's just emotion is the set piece. You have it's the scene where people are yelling at each other and crying a <laughs> lot.
0: I think it is the catharsis yeah. where... Oh, you
2: took my talking point from later on. Oh, well, keep going, <laughs> so, keep going. It
0: is where you have this build-up of like something, the conflict is, is happening and it has to come to a head at some point and that point where it comes to a head and something gives, is that that is the, the point yeah. of a drama. Uh, that's usually the climax of the film.
2: Yeah, I guess in that way it's probably the closest genre in cinema that goes to theatre and why a lot of theatre plays adapt into dramas. Well, funny you
0: should say that. Before I did my actual top five list, I did a top five dramas based on plays. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of really good ones. There
2: are. There actually are. There, there's some terrible ones. I, did you list Carnage though? Because I don't like Carnage. I
0: didn't. I don't like the adaptation of Carnage. What did they change? Nothing. Though it's pretty much an exact. That's what I don't makes it think crap, it works. Right? On, okay. Yeah. Good. I was.
2: I, I'm. I'm happy you said that because I was yeah. just going like, that's what it just felt like they did the play and then filmed it in yeah, a real place.
0: I feel that's exactly what they did.
2: Um, but good drama versus bad drama. How do we tell the difference?
1: Well, it's a very fickle thing. It's Loaded usually it's, it's usually about relatability because, like, if there's a situation that's like intended to be dramatic but it's like delivered in a very like trite way or if it's a trite situation that could easily be resolved and you can like see see it for film if you see it and you're like if these two people just communicated like this one thing to each other the drama wouldn't be there that's when it's just like that's a bad drama. But to play devil's advocate here I mostly agree with you but
2: A is an example of replicating real life, so many of real life's problems could be solved if people just spoke to each other about the one thing. Yeah, um, And... Oh, I forgot what my other point was. Uh, you were saying about our drama. <laughs> what did you say?
1: I'm just like... Please. I'm going to play devil's advocate, but I'm not going to feed you the information back essentially. <laughs> <again. laughs> um, but, but no, what, I, I understand. You're, oh, you're, oh, trite. Things being trite because... Yeah.
2: I mean, inherently... I was having this argument with Zane, I think, off air. Inherently... T- like stories are contrived. There has to be things that are contrived in order for stories to exist because why does this person live right next to this person? Why does this happen at this time of the day, you know? There's a lot of those things. So there's kind of not a fine line, but there is a kind of point where contrived, I don't know whether or not that expresses fully when
0: something's bad. Uh, It definitely can feel that way though because sometimes – a way of saying contrived is just a way of an author putting a deus ex conflict in there. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, oh, well, they have no reason to really not get along. Let's put something in that makes the yeah, situation Yeah, that's my explode. point. Because yeah. Yeah. So,
1: usually, uh, like, everything, like, miscommunication can also be effective, but when it's like... When they put in these things that doesn't like just to force the miscommunication instead of it occurring yeah. naturally, that's when it's... Yeah. I think Whereas the best like, ones are yeah. when it comes out of a character, you set up who a character is, how they would react and then they react
2: in a way
0: that causes the conflict. But yeah. you've, that, I think... There, pa- there's always those scenes or those whole movies that are set around like if you literally said one sentence you would not be angry at each other and this movie would be over. Yeah. And mm. like there's no yeah. real reason for you not to say that. It's just you've decided not to deal with this problem in the most in the most logical way. Yeah. You yeah. want to you want this And uh, that's more frustrating for us than, than it is for the characters. I think in the for movie. me one of the big
2: one the scene that I just hate the most, and they don't necessarily just do it in dramas, they do it in a lot of comedies as well. It's when the Guy is there, and his old flame is hitting on him. And the old flame makes a move, and the person they're currently with walks in at the exact time in order to see that, and then they get all upset and they run away. Like, Whereas, yeah. like in real life, people would get up in there and start yelling and hitting each other. They wouldn't run away, or well, they're more of, just like, "What's going on? Yeah, right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think
2: I think for me, bad it's when the emotions aren't earned." Mm. Because um, you can have... Yeah. Big, it's not that there is big emotions. It's that uh, it's when they're unearned and it kind of carries through to other genres, you know, action scenes that aren't earned fall flat. Um, but because drama hinges on the big emotional stuff, that's it's, it's when it, it, when it's unearned, it becomes worse than in other genres because if an action scene has bad emotions... But the action scenes are really good... Action movie, sorry. Uh, but the action scenes are good. You can kind of forgive it, but the drama doesn't have the action scene to carry other moments within yeah, the movie. Yeah, I mean...
0: Yeah. A good way to tell a good drama versus a bad drama is the quality of the dialogue. Like I think the actual writing is most imperative to drama films than other films and writing I mean writing of dialogue. Dialogue, yeah. Because that is really the only way that you can get any momentum to the story in a drama is because it's about what's happening inside a character so they need to get that out somewhere. So I think... There are very few bad dramas with good dialogue. Can you name one? I can't. I honestly, yeah, yeah. I like that's the thing. All my my favorite dramas have great dialogue. Yeah, it's like I can't think of because it hinges on it. Yes, actually, you think of something like a? I'm gonna say one of my one of my top five overly dramatic scenes scenes. (laughs) is. Is probably got bad dialogue but is overall a good movie.
2: Okay. Okay, I'm interested to see what that is. Uh, For me, good drama relies on buying into the whole tone so that even if, like, the movie is really over the top, as in, like, a melodrama, as long as the whole movie is brought in and engineered to fit that tone, it works. Whereas it's when... It's like a presented as a really realistic drama, and then you have this sudden yeah, over-the-top like, yeah, moment, yeah. and yep. then it just stands out as being both unearned and really doesn't fit the rest of the movie. But is like is melodrama inherently bad?
0: No, no, because there are because, melodramatic people. <laughs> I, is, like they exist in the real world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think that, like, like you said, if there is a big disparity between like eighty percent of the characters and then the twenty percent. Melodramatic characters, the way that the characters interact with each other is how you reconcile that in the movie. Yeah. Uh, whether it is the non melodramatic characters becoming melodramatic to deal with these people, or the whole struggle of the movie is trying to pull them down to reality. And because yeah. I've seen movies like both that, uh, August from August Osage County, yeah, yeah, is is very much like there is one character that is just. So over the top that, that everyone Meryl else kind of pulled. Yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. else is pulled up to her level. Yeah, uh, to to deal with her, and then when they're by themselves, they're kind of dealing with each other in a yeah.
2: more. I think that movie's kind of underrated. It's not like my favorite, but it was
0: a good movie. It's, it was definitely on my list. Of top in, yeah. five movies. Oh wow. based on plays.
2: Oh, there. You go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, obviously, yeah. Um, for me, I think it's a bit of a higher wire act because melodramas can. It's very easily a cliff to fall off the edge of. Um, and the emotions are heightened even compared to normal dramas. Uh, it's like Magnolia for me yeah. uh, is one of those big melodramas. I think it manages it. Some people didn't quite like it.
0: The melodrama is uh, also a comedic tool. Yes. Like it's so easy to escalate a... Yeah. Comedic yeah. scene by making someone be over emotional and like blowing, blowing everything out. of Adam proportion. McKay does
2: that in every movie. He's done like all the Anchorman's and all Will the Will Ferrell man-traum. does. That yeah, well, that's Will stick. That's, that's yes. <laughs> real, real <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think one of the ones that's touted. I haven't actually watched. I've seen bits and pieces, but as one of the great melodramas is Douglas Sirk's Magnificent Obsession.
0: I also have not even heard, heard of, of that, I I mean. Have you you
2: know Douglas Sirk? Though? Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. So like it's like like I know Tarantino loves it to pieces and there's a couple um uh, Guillermo del Toro used mm-hmm. a lot of Douglas Sirk stuff in uh The Shape of Water and you see it in like the way they gesture and things like the way Sally Hawkins goes up the stairs with her hand forward that's a very melodramatic thing that he's kind of taken from that old cinema. I mean a lot of old Hollywood was ...dramas and melodramas because... Well, that,
0: again, harks from the silent film era where yeah. it was... Big, boisterous expression. Yeah, well, yeah. you needed to do it all with your body... Yep. Um, ...because you had no Had no, had words. no words, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, the, uh, I thought we'd touch on it briefly, but the Oscars and dramas... ...because that's uh, they, they're pretty, Oscar bait
0: stuff. They're yeah, pretty tied together. <laughs> well, mm. is, dramas feel important yeah with a capital i yeah with a capital <laughs> i because they're about they're about reality and that's what is most important like genre films were losing out of the oscars for so long because they weren't a capital i important whereas yeah. dramas were yeah so it I became think, it
2: became their bread and butter i mm. think was a lot if you look at the, every now and then they'd nominate something like the exorcist um but uh most of the best picture winners are their historical dramas they're war dramas uh, or they're just like uh, kitchen not kitchen not quite kitchen sink dramas they're like uh, what do you call it uh, drawing room drawing room dramas <laughs> dramas yeah. um, manor house dramas <laughs> yeah, and then other than that, if something won that wasn't that, it was a musical for old ho- Hollywood anyway a la, you know the apartment is one of the ones I think was like a, a drama, but it did it really well I think it's very well it was owned. a comedic drama. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um and Billy Wilder. Uh but there's like, you know, a lot of those Oscar Beatty dramas have become so cliche riddled in like the last twenty years, I
0: think. As, as soon as you as soon as people start recognizing the the boxes they have to tick to win an Oscar, yeah, you're gonna get people started.
1: They, they find the formula, yeah. like a formula. It's like that scene it. in um
0: uh, did you ever watch Extras, Ricky
2: Gervais's show? Oh no, I can't Yeah, see oh that's right. Yes. Yeah, no, there's the great scene with Kate Winslet where she's she's doing a, a Holocaust movie. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. she's saying that the only way she's to do it is you either do a Holocaust movie or you do a movie where you're playing someone who's handicapped. She uses a different word for it, <laughs> and then like an actual handicapped person rocks up on set and it becomes this whole joke. What's funny is she went on to win an Oscar for a Holocaust movie. Yeah, um, but you can often get it great like American Beauty. To me, is one of the great dramas. And a lot of people call it like a dark comedy. I think there's comedic elements in it, but to me it's a pretty solid drama.
1: No, American psycho is a dark <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think I think American Beauty is like a real is a real drama. I would be surprised if it was listed on IMDB as anything other than just drama. Mm. Because yeah, it has comedic elements. You, but, the, it's,
1: but the main conflicts of drama in there. It's just like the household in disarray. Yeah. There's like the daughter who's like can't connect with her parents, and then like the parents yeah. are fighting, and then and the comedy doesn't the marital drive argument. the narrative. Yeah, no. it's
0: kind of only his self exploration. Yeah, they're kind of like, well, life is ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Um, moving on to Australian cinema and the kitchen Must we? sink drama. <laughs> Uh, I've I've sort of talked about this on the podcast a bit before. I loathe how much of an obsession Australia seems to have with the kitchen sink drama, which is about regular people crying in houses,
0: usually in the kitchen or something like that. What are
2: your guys' thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, it's there are a few good ones. They do exist, but can you, I, you name I think, one? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> I've watched, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of one movie in particular. I cannot remember its name. Older uh, or newer? Newer, the last couple of years. Uh, but I think a lot of that comes down to the want to do important cinema with lack of budget and resources <laughs> leads to this sort of thing. Yeah, like yes. We it's, have a house, we have four actors, we have moody lighting. Yeah, Let's lean it's into It's trying that.
1: to put us on the map because we are obviously... Running off, chasing off the Hollywood and being we're to be our own, desperately to Df win Oscars. Our own, like, really strong cinema. And I guess that that's, they, they're seeing what the Americans are doing and they're like, oh, we can do it. Well, see, way but way. the Americans do the genre stuff as well. It's just we're like, we can pick one, let's do the cheaper one.
2: Uh, for me, what really pisses me off is that. In the sense of Australian cinema, things like like I've just got a list like abortions, incest, rape, and spousal abuse become plot devices. Yeah, a and lot that, of that bugs yeah. me because it's such a you know like um there's a movie called The Daughter with Jeffrey Rush and then a bunch of other people who I don't care about. Actually, no, I don't care about Jeffrey Rush anymore. That's right. Uh,
0: <laughs> don't Hashten. write him off. Don't write him off. That, that's the the conflict is resolving itself. Okay. Um, like he's not 100% written off at the moment. Okay. Well, so, um, but something it's like half in the bin. Or oh, there was like <laughs> the, there was like
2: beautiful Kate. There's another one which is the incest drama and just like I don't even like. I get, I mean we got pretty successful with Animal Kingdom, and I didn't yes. like that one. I really didn't because it was just that it's the underbelly drama. I felt like I'd watched that on a five TV shows already. Um, but the thing is, is, like like you said, there's like a checklist of things that need to be in there, and then they almost all the movies become interchangeable yeah. between each other, and that's why I think. I mean, so I mean.
0: Lantana was the first real. That's one, one I need one. to that's see. I've heard like it's good. Cool. The archetype
1: is it good though? I,
0: it is. It's fine again, yeah, based on a play. It's mm.
1: it is fine. I watched. It, like it's it's fine. It's. A
0: fine movie. Can you just? It's, 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 it's fine. Written on the just reading. because it's Australian, yeah. that it became kind of a phenomenon in Australia. That okay. was like, look, we did a not bad movie. <laughs>
1: no, look, look. Like culture cringe aside, it it's yeah,
0: it is just fine. Okay, like, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's not terrible. Uh,
2: <laughs> um,
1: what about biopics?
0: I like biopics. Usually, they
1: are fun when they are done in a cool stylistic way. But once again. People would like, people learn the wrong lessons, and then they <laughs> go ahead with just. Yeah. The I mean, they become so
2: ubiquitous in drama as well, which is such a
1: to me. It's annoying. It's kind of like when you see
2: so many superhero movies that the good ones are so few and far between. And I think that's the same with biopics.
0: I think I think the problem with biopics is is very similar to the problem with Australian drama. Is like it's the easy way rather than creating an entirely new dramatic. Reality, you, you pick someone who has drama in their life that you don't have to spend a lot of time on exposition. Yeah. Like I'm thinking, particularly in my it's mind, like, I'm comparing Darkest Hour with The Iron Lady. Yeah. Uh, and oh, like, like Jay
1: Edgar. Like, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Jay
2: Edgar was so bad, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. But that's like a prime example of like,
1: but Clint Eastwood Damn. should not have made that bad of a movie.
0: But he, even thought. Lincoln, while is a technically good movie, I it didn't. It doesn't stick with me the way that Darkest Hour does. Yeah. and I think when it comes to actually how you approach it, like the, there is there is an easy way, and then there is the way that movies should be made, which is creatively.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, where biopics fall really flat on the face is when they become. Uh, it's the cradle to grave landing on the greatest hits of their life as you go mm. and then some title cards at the end explaining what happened after the movie finishes. <laughs> that bugs me to know. Actually, when I watch the right stuff, the ending hit kind of this nice emotional moment and then they had the such and such happened, such and such died, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, but they didn't even do it in title cards. They did it with a voiceover from a random voice, mm. and they had not had voiceover anywhere else in the movie, and it <laughs> threw me out as it was such a big kick in the ass right at the very end of this 193-minute epic. <laughs> that it was really it made me it soured the good the better parts of the movie because I always felt I felt kind of ripped off with that. Mm. Um, I think it's interesting. Darkest Hour manages on paper. Darkest Hour is a very generic. A pick albeit it's like yeah. focused on a single span of time, which yeah. I tend to find that in in itself makes them better. Something even like Lincoln is probably better for being. It's very just hard
0: about. to lose your way when you when you're like restricted in time. Yeah, because I think if you watch. <laughs> we, I can't remember which one it was because there were like four Steve Jobs movies that came out in one year. Yeah. <laughs> the one that is like that Ashton first Kutcher. opening launch that is the most dramatic for me. Like, oh, the, dramatic, oh you mean the
2: the Steve the one with Michael Fassbender? Yes, yeah. 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 So that one's really good in that the book is based on it. And nothing like the movie and the movie is literally it's dramatized as yeah. much as it can be into this very theatrical structure this three scenes yeah three act and then three different yeah uh, and i think that's kind of where it goes like that's where it works bad version is something like the imitation game Yes, I
0: fucking hated that movie the performances were fine but again like you get you get they get bogged down in these important times in his life that they feel that they need to focus on. Yeah. Rather than like, you can get all that across in just like one crucial
2: yeah. scene. But also, what's interesting, something like Darkest Hour, there's a lot of cinema going on. The filmmaking is there, whereas in uh, uh, The Imitation Game, they're just, it's really generic. Oh, it's important with a capital I, so let's not do anything creative because that'll distract from how important this movie is. Yeah. Whereas Darkest Hour is like, no, this is important. It deserves. The level, and of I think that's what coming.
0: I mean by making movies creatively. Yeah, it's like you can have a dramatic script and a creative movie. You don't just need to rely on the drama of the script. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, so,
0: what are the limits of a drama genre.
2: genre?
0: It's like as soon as you add another genre in there, it becomes yeah. less drama, more genre. Yeah. I yeah. think, and they can only fit
1: in two. You can't have like you. Ch- you can't cherry back of it. You very limited. Yeah. 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 I think for me, I think people audiences will listen
2: less if 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 the drama has like a strong social theme, which a lot of dramas do. I think people listen less; they tune out because it's the capital I important drama, and they beat you over the
1: head with it. yeah,
2: Yeah, genre can serve didactic ideas a lot better. Uh, because people are willing to sit down and listen if you present it as a fable or as a escapist genre a yeah, la Shape yeah, of Water and Get Out are yeah. really good examples of really big social issues being talked about. And whereas if you did that, if you did the drama about how, you know, the race problem in America now, it's never going to land. That's why Detroit didn't quite hit the way but Get But we didn't have did. The Help. The Help
0: worked. I liked The Help. Did you yeah, like The Help? I liked The Help. Uh, is, uh, I guess... Would you put it like drama comedy? I would put it as drama. straight drama. Yeah, um, I think. A
2: common, it? I think the help works maybe a little bit because it's a historical drama rather than a present day kind of a thing. I just yes, say that yeah.
0: Detroit's a present day as well, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. But I do understand, like, because you have that degree of separation where the the filmmaker isn't talking directly to the audience and the yeah. audience is like, I don't want to be talked at, I want to enjoy that a, a story, please. Yes,
2: yeah. um, and they're very difficult to do right dramas, I think. balancing It's the balancing act... Of doing it cinematically well um, and in terms of the dramaturgy, like your story and your character have to be really good in order for it to not be just quote unquote, like you have said, fine. Like, fine yeah. is not like, I don't want, if I make a movie, I don't want people to go, yeah, it was fine. fine. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's worse than someone going, it's the worst thing I've ever seen, because at least then you know they had a really strong reaction, whereas <laughs> fine is forgettable to me. Uh, what does drama do best?
1: Character. Yeah, character, sometimes dialogue.
2: I had catharsis in there, so that was the point of you when you put oh, oh, up. Catharsis. I, think,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that big, you know, the idea of having a good cry, it works best in drama, I think. I Personally, I get that more out of genre stuff, but I know I'm a little bit more of an exception because... Yeah. I mean, see, even when I started writing, I thought the go-to thing was to write I wrote like a cancer drama as one of the first things at film school. It was Have you ever, so ever had bad. cancer shame? No. <laughs> uh, and I was like, what, 17 at the time as well? So it was, it was such a self-indulgent kind of thing. And, but I found when I was at film school, so many people went to the drama because that they felt like that was the more important awardsy kind of a thing. Also,
0: writing drama is easier than writing comedy. Because as soon as the joke this doesn't land, you get judged. Yeah. Whereas as if you write a dramatic scene and it doesn't land, you can say, Well, they just don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very drama it's I, very dramatic to me. It means a lot to me. I've heard
2: that so many times. <laughs> uh and, and you know, that whole swelling of inspiration for like those feel good ones, I think that happens best in a drama. Yeah. For me personally, again, like the genre sort of
1: stuff. Or in, Land land really badly when it's like the swell of music and you're just like I'm
2: yeah not and you this just little, yeah it will throw just, you this out sucks so bad. throw you
0: out so hard <laughs> yeah. when it's unearned it was fine see I think dramas do catharsis the best is because they can make you feel the tensest inside because you're relating to real characters about real emotions and you're like I this needs to end and then it does yeah. so rather than rather than having the catharsis be the the most in drama i think the lead, the conflict you feel the most in drama yeah whereas like you can have just as big a catharsis in a superhero movie but you're not feeling, you don't feel you don't you don't feel that tension as much yeah because yeah. it's relatability yeah. as well yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah yeah oh that's a good place to end i think and now moving on to our top 5 is and we picked this top, is top 5 most over dramatic scenes in movies uh-huh. Uh, which was a fun one because I thought scenes would be a
0: good one. We might not have as much overlap as we did last week where <laughs> I'm like cutting off your one. But do you want to go first, Zane, just in case? Sure. Okay. I don't have a lot of honourable mentions. My honourable mentions are actually my favourite dramatic scenes. Yeah. So okay. they're yep. not overly dramatic. I think yep. they're perfectly dramatic. Um, It's not your f- fault from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. It yeah. Did I you think just- that's... <laughs>
1: Oh, that, no. no, no, no! It doesn't, it doesn't get me here. That's a good. Oh, oh
0: okay. <laughs> I just remembered on, a, on Robin Williams. Like, kidding. if any, oh. if anyone says that it's over dramatic, I will punch them. <laughs> I think that's perfectly dramatic. The uh, up, the intro to up. Yep. Yeah. 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 Actually. That whole yeah. Thing, yeah. The only time I've ever cried in a movie as an adult. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, the pub scene in *Inglorious Bastards*. Yeah, and the yeah. opening scene to Inglorious Bastards*. Oh, Bastard. yes, yes, so, yes. Oh, Uh good. And Mary, Monique, the mother, crying. Uh, Mary in *Precious*. All oh, pr- oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. The... <gasps> yeah. yeah. No. That's that's good. That's so. Them. They're, they're my five favorite dramatic scenes. Overly dramatic scenes. The spider baby and train spotting. Which one's the Spider Man? <laughs> he's oh, he's, like, he's yeah, going through yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sees the baby yeah, yeah, yeah. crawling on the scene. That's the ceiling, right. I was going yeah. yeah. one of my ones. I was like, Spider uh, Man. You can't handle the truth from a few good men. Yeah, this, this is the one that I was talking about. Whereas like, the dialogue's not great, but oh. the movie overall is probably the great. The dialogue on that movie is amazing. <laughs> yes, the dialogue in this particular scene. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, the, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. Is there going to be another Birdman conflict again? Probably. No, I, I no, don't feel I don't...
0: passionately enough about a few <laughs> Birdman to, to fight anyone yeah. about it. Uh, the milk was a bad idea from Anchorman. Overly dramatic. <laughs> I, I mean, don't think... I've seen it, but I was not paying attention. Oh, he's in the, foam glass of, in the phone case. I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on. Okay. Um, now, in The Princess and the Frog... Anytime Charlotte de Debuffe is on screen. Which one Charlotte? Charlotte de Buff is the daughter of Big Daddy, who is the rich guy of in uh, New Orleans, and she is she wa- desperately wants to become a princess. Now she is possibly my favorite Disney character of all time. Really? Because she's so nice. She like she should be in conflict with Tiana, the main character who yeah. Actually, ends up marrying the prince, but she's just lovely to her the whole time. She gives her dresses and she gives her the money to open a we restaurant. Need to rewatch that one. I remember quite liking that one. It's one of the simpler Disney movies. Like, yeah. it's not Lion King. The music's great. The music is great. Um, but Charlotte de is just so over dramatic and just like super bubbly the whole time. Okay. Um, and then just the whole movie of. Liar, liar, yes, <laughs> Just, so, so. even <laughs> in like the booper, yeah, she's like, yes. like, like over <laughs>
2: and he she was dead by one of the other actors to yell that at him <laughs> in the middle of the scene. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Jim, that's Jim Carrey, at his best, I think. Uh, yes, so that's it. That's it. Uh, someone else go. Uh, uh, I'll, go. I'll, uh do you want to go, Josh? Or uh, do you sure. want me? Okay, yeah, oh.
1: you, Josh. Go. All right, so my list is more to the point of uh being overly dramatic to the point of comedy so basically some honorable mentions CW shows all of them <laughs> yeah just yep. monologue of the monologue Riverdale of the entire like, of Riverdale yeah monologue of the monologue of how shit things are or what the oh no what are we gonna do about this X insert thing here like yeah crazy uh, no, I'm going mention Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith like this <laughs> da- no, no! Like, <laughs> completely ruins like an almost poignant moment. Like
0: you could have gone with a no, thank you for that. But then <laughs> it's not a pun, but he does it again with the with with the, with the pun in uh, Force Awakens. Or is it no Rogue it's One? Don't cho- Oh yeah, Rogue One! Don't, so don't choke, choke on your aspirations. God damn
1: it! Um, yeah, that was my honorable mentions. Uh, so like number five. Uh, once again, this is the entire movie. Angley's hog. Because, my God, yeah, I haven't. that is it. an overdramatic thing. <laughs> I haven't the, seen it. You recommended it to me, though. I did. You did. It's it's an interesting. I'm, I'm like, some points I'm like, I really like this movie. And then other points I'm just like, mm, I don't know. It leans into its lunacy a lot. Uh, especially when it's just like, if you don't go, I'll go. <laughs> it ends up chewing into that electricity thing. Uh, <laughs> and then number four, Michael Gambon and Goblin of Fire. It's just like, have you put your name in the Goblin of Fire? <laughs> Oh, I love bas- how fans tear that apart. Basically, crash tackling Harry against the wall. It's just <laughs> he like. He does too, doesn't yeah. he? He like
2: abuses a student straight up. <laughs> like
1: slapping him across the face. Uh, number three is Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and Dragons when he's like every ounce of rage scene against yeah. it. Like, I will pour every ounce of rage into the dragon. And, <laughs> and he's I wonder just if, I wonder if chewing up that film. He could have. Phoned it in, but he decided not to. He's just like, I'm just gonna. I hope this isn't on your list, list,
0: but also Jeremy Irons in The Lion King. I could have done that. Have you? (laughs) Almost.
2: You're making me think of um, uh, John Malkovich in Aragon. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god,
1: that's uh, such. They they are on like the same level in those performances.
2: Also,
0: John Malkovich in Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Malkovich
2: in anything really?
0: John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Number two. Is
1: Nicolas Cage and Vampire's Kiss the Alphabet scene? Oh, so <laughs> is, He thinks he's gonna become a vampire, and he's just like, it's like, no, you don't know. It's like A B C. Everyone knows that scene. It's memed a lot. Um, and number one is Al Pacino in a good movie in Heat, yeah. uh, where it's the transitional period where Al Pacino started becoming more of an overactor. He's in, like Godfather, who's a bit more subdued, and then Scarface. And this, he's just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go <sighs> crazy. And then I hope it's
0: on your list, i oh, probably won't be. Um, might not so, yeah, be. the interrogation
1: scene. So that's my top five. Of where it goes into comedic territory. Okay, what what we, about uh, you? Uh, Shane, uh, me? I
2: was about to say my name. No. Uh, <laughs> what, what
0: was
1: you going to say? What were you going to say? Uh, Pacino in Devil's Advocate. I
2: haven't seen
0: that. Pacino in Devil's Advocate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like come on. Like how are you fooling anyone that you're Satan? <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever, so right.
2: I got my honorable mentions. I have got Sean Penn in Mystic River when he's being torn away and he's like screaming. It's yep. like the poster for the movie. That's how dramatic it was. Um, I've. Got Got doubt the scene, Meryl Streep's like, I have my certainty, and I'll take it to the w-. it's just that whole movie is just Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman yelling at each other and
0: then Amy Adams being sweet. And that whole movie <laughs> lives off that. I actually quite love that movie. Yeah, I love it. It's it is on my top five m- movies, movies from plays. Yeah. <laughs> um
2: uh Stella from yeah. Streetcar Named Desire, that yep. is yep. It's, it's iconic now.
0: Um one, yeah, you can't you can't not overact that moment or people yeah. are like, what is he, what is he yeah, doing? Yeah, it feels... Where's it feels, that moment? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, from, also
2: from Revenge of the Sith is... Uh, unlimited power. Power. <laughs> I love that. It's so bad. No, um, no, you have lost. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Um, one of the ones, it's a bit controversial to include here because of the person, but Kevin Spacey in Superman Returns, when he goes, to oh.
0: no, it's really ham fisted. And I liked yeah, yeah. that
2: performance.
0: But it's, that movie needed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, but I Kevin Spacey's that. dead to us now. Yeah. So.
2: Mm. Um, uh, and this is Sparta from 300. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. It's iconic. Out um, of nowhere. Now my top yeah. <laughs> now my top five. Uh, number five is it's the Dark Queen monologue from Fellowship of the Ring that Kate Blanchett does when she goes, oh, oh, "I'll be your queen, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. darkness and terrible as the sea," and it just. I remember even as a kid seeing that movie, being like, "This is a little much." Yeah, <laughs> it just ha- comes out of nowhere yeah. too. Yeah. But watching it as an adult, I kind of... I dig it. I dig it. Um, number four is I drink your milkshake from There Will Be Blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That you, you know, and you
0: go... <laughs> I suck it all
2: up. Uh, only, only Daniel Day-Lewis could have been given that and not come across as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, from American Beauty, I've got the scene with Annette Benning right after she's done the open house yeah. and she lays back and she's like, stop it, you weak, you baby. She's slapping herself and crying and then she just cleans herself up and walks out. I love that scene to pieces. It's really big and dramatic but it actually, and it is, sticks out. It does stick out but it fits the context of the movie because it's about this like whole veneer of what she's pretending yeah, to be absolutely. and what she's yeah. actually yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I've got Tom Cruise at the bedside in Magnolia when he's crying to his dad, he's like, you motherfucker, you motherfucker, you fuck this. You fuck, and it's just so much F-bombs and he's bawling his eyes out. It's as the dad, Jason Robards yeah. is dying. Yeah. Um, he, that's that's my favourite Tom Cruise acting moment because he's actually like acting. He's not just <laughs> not being, being Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Uh, and then my number one pick is also from Magnolia. I mean, I could put the entire movie there for this, but it's the chemist scene I, with I, Julian. I, yeah. <laughs> the chemist scene with Julianne Moore when she's like, don't call me. Suck my dick! There's like a great... Billy on the street did a clip where he went around with Julianne Moore and she acted for people for a dollar and he gave her the the Magnolia scene. And what's crazy, she does that scene... Almost exactly how she did it in the movie. Like she repeats just muscle memory. Yeah, yeah, it, it's crazy. But that scene, she's just like even the scene with her and the therapist, where she's like, "You don't know me. I live with death. I live with like it, she just hams up that whole movie, and it's glorious. For her. I really wish she'd won the Oscar for supporting actress for that movie. She,
1: I think she deserved it uh, for that. So that's in my top five. Uh, oh, so I, I think, just remember another honourable mention that waitress in Maximum Overdrive. I haven't seen King, one. Oh, where yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. going nuts. She's <laughs> a small role. She's just like screaming at everybody, just
0: like this is not.
1: Or or not the bees, not the bees. Yeah. With the, the classic
2: with John, uh, uh, Nick Cage classic. Oh, classic things. Actually, so, yeah,
0: that whole movie,
2: the remake. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen the original. Is the original. It's, as dramatic,
0: it's no. It's not as overly dramatic. It's like a decent movie. Okay, <laughs> <So> it's watchable. <laughs> Unlike the remake. Even when I first watched that movie, without that was before I was in uni, before I knew anything about film, and I was just like, "This is, I can't, I can't get through this." Yeah, I' <laughs> terrible. I
2: got it when I worked at a video store, and I rented it out because it was M rated. So at the time, I wasn't fifteen yet, so I couldn't rent. And I rented oh. it out because uh, they wouldn't, because they could get free rentals but yeah. they would restrict it and I watched it because it was a horror movie and I was wanting to be edgy and I was just like what is this, this is bad I knew it was bad before and that was in a time when I thought X-Men 3 was the best movie ever made and I recognised <laughs> <You were wrong. laughs> I, I was very wrong I recognised that Wicker Man was terrible uh, but anyway I think that's a good place to end. It, Wicker Man was terrible Wicker Man is terrible <laughs> You yeah. not take anything away <laughs> Wicker
0: Man was terrible,
2: but that not the bee scene is great. Just look it up and just laugh. It's very funny. But um, I'm sure everyone knows it. Thank you for listening. And oh no, oh what, Big Daddy, Big Daddy,
0: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that (laughs) works. That works so well.
2: (laughs) Uh, but thank you all for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, you want to tweet at us or all that, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. Or you can email us Email us some questions or leave us a review on iTunes because we crave your validation. Uh, Send us tests. I want to answer <laughs>
0: texts, tests or tests questions uh, to, to, to test your movie knowledge <laughs> yeah send us questions you are screwed I'm going to I'm going to send you so many anonymous <laughs> tests <laughs> and everyone will know exactly how unqualified you are to be a podcast um, says me <laughs> well, we have an email address at uh, motionpicturerangers
2: at ho- gmail.com and we're on Facebook at the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers and you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson you can find me on on Twitter at that Sundance KD caps, and I'm at Zane C Weber on Twitter. And you can listen to this and many other great podcasts at that'snotcanonproductions dot Available on iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and a bunch of other podcasts.
0: Not Spotify. Ag- not Spotify. But just tweeted them saying, "Hey, put these guys on Spotify." Okay, we'll do. Do that for this one as well. Yes. I'm telling your audience, not you. I assume you've already done it. If you haven't, I have you're dead to me. I have not done it. <laughs> I'll do it. I shall do
1: it. Flight chance <laughs> is still dead. Anyway, goodbye.
2: Uh, once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.